Good morning or afternoon or evening, uh, listeners of the Trainers Tribe. Welcome to another episode. My name is Kyle Wood, and joining me is my co-host, Dale Solbottom. Get Kyle. Hey, Dale. Dale, today we're talking about building a following or building an audience. And actually, I think it'd be cool to talk about maybe what the difference between like a following or audience is and a community as well and how they sort of work in your business. But yeah, we're talking about specifically today about growing a group of people who will will follow along with what you're doing and buy products from you because this is part of a series of podcasts we're doing where we're walking through, we're expanding on an episode we did about three episodes ago called Five Steps to Creating uh, Your online, First Online Offer. So on today, we're on step three, which is build an audience. Last week, we did step two, just a little recap, which was about creating, like testing your idea. And the week before that, we did step one, which was like how to come up with an idea, a good idea. So yeah, today we're talking about, yeah, I think a topic that lots of people are interested in. Uh, they're always looking how to grow their reach, how to get more people paying attention to them. Because uh, we know like the more people you have sort of following you and paying attention, usually the more paying customers and clients you'll get too. true mate and i think one thing i wanted to start with straight away is that there is no quick fix for this this is a slow constant battle and what i mean by battle is that it's 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 not it's not something that you're going to actually have to fight someone or but it's something that you need to be consistent and you need to be providing value quality over a long period of time to build up that following build up that credibility and get those people following you that you know, align with your values and the, and the products that you release and your message and everything you do. So Kyle, let's get into that because I just thinking about, you know, uh, followers that I have on certain platforms, some of them I've got quite a lot, but they don't, that's not, in, I don't really get sales from that. Whereas in other platforms, I may not have many, but they mm. may be like the super fan sort of thing. And I sell very well when I release a product on certain things. So do you want to mm. just sort of maybe explain what you your thoughts are on that, on like followers or just people that like you potential into, you know, people that are going to buy nearly everything you release? What What's, yeah. what's your sort of view on that? Because you've been in this game longer than anyone. Well, I think with any business, you've got people who will happily spend different levels of, of money with you. So you have, you always have some people who just want to get things for free from you. Like they're just happy to follow along, consume your free resources and learn that way. And I, I know I certainly followed some people. I was thinking back today on some of the, you know, while thinking about this topic on some of the people I followed who I followed for a long time. And I realized I'd never spent a, a cent with them because you know, but they, they had a huge impact on, on like my career as like someone who, who runs a business and, and starts businesses and builds products. So yeah, really interesting to think of, of that. And so that I think not to discount people, if you have a following, don't expect first everyone to buy from you because some people are just there for the free stuff. And that also doesn't mean you 
you're not having an impact on them and that that credit might come back to you later it might not but it may um you know as they get successful you might you know they might come back to you and say hey you had a big impact on me and and then they're there to give you a, a, a leg up as well uh, and then of course you've got people who are happy to spend a small amount of money with you, which I would say like for, for a lot of the trainers coming here, like people who are coming to a group fitness sessions, it's relatively a small amount of money compared to like, you know, buying a car or something like that. But then you, the other thing you have to remember is that there are going to be people who come to your boot camps who spend some money with you, who would happily spend maybe 10 times that amount of money with you on a regular basis. So uh, yeah, when we think about our following or our audience, we have to realize that not everyone, it's not like you earn $5 per customer, you know, maybe on average you do, or follower, maybe on average you do, which would be a very good amount. But um, yeah, you got to remember that for some people, which we'll talk about a bit later, for some people, what you're selling is going to be for them. And for some people, it's not. Did that answer your question? Yeah, it does. And one thing that I really took away from all of that as well is that, you know, like it's like planting a tree. Each tree will grow at different rates. So yeah. some trees you might get them mature already and they'll be buying straight away and they will keep buying. Mm-hmm. Whereas some, like you said, they may be these little seed that start following you at the start and it might take three, four, five years yeah, to, yeah. to like realize, oh, well, I, I just love everything that Kyle or Dale have done or, you know, whatever. And they're like, all right, they've got this one thing that really resonates with me. And by that stage, you might have a really big offering. So instead of just selling little eBooks or little uh, PT packages, you know, at the time they were quite big, the longer your following builds and goes on, the bigger your offerings get. And then that person that may have just been a really, really beneficial sort of follower that's really enjoyed your work finally goes right that is a premium product i want so not all followers are going to buy straight away either and yeah do you know what i mean and i think that's a like i struggled with that at the start i remember releasing products and this is where i made the mistake um while i was doing my boot camps the people in my boot camps would want to buy if i was making games or whatever they might want to buy them but other people would just wait for the free ones and that was sort of my fault that i would release too many free ones so then why would people pay because they knew eventually i would release it for free because at at that stage i was just really proud of what i was creating and i just wanted people mm-hmm. to use it so you've got to also be careful that you don't get the wrong type of followers that just expect things for free because that's the way you created them when they started following you does that yeah, sort of make yeah. sense yeah yeah, that, that setting expectations is um, important. And it, yeah, it can definitely be harder to change. So from from day one, being pretty clear about what is going to cost someone money and what you're going to use as a way to build trust with people by giving things away for free. Yeah, that's a good um, delineation to make. And you can, I've changed it in my career you know like it was with boot camp ideas and things and uh but you know certainly with my boot camps i never really offered like a lot of free sessions uh so it was it was very clear like if you're going to start coming and training with us you're gonna have to pay money uh you can come try one uh but then you've got to sign up for the whole round yeah which made sense for that yeah, and sorry to cut you off, I was the same. Uh, I remember when I was starting out and I, I did it for, I think, three or four months for free because I didn't really, I didn't have any 
clients, didn't have anyone. And, and then after a while, those people didn't want to pay anyway. So I sort of started the gain mm. after that four months mm. because they'd been giving it for free. So why would they pay? Um, yeah. And it was like, and then I thought, oh, well, I'll do, once I was up and running and this is a couple of years in, I thought I'll, I'll do Saturdays for free so people can come and test it out. And I did that for two years. And for those two years, I had five or six clients who would just come every Saturday for free. And at the start, it really annoyed me. But do you know what I mean? I was the one setting those expectations and I was allowing that to happen. And who knows, they may have gone and told other people. I know I've used this story before, but they may have, do you know what I mean? It's it's like you don't see the benefits of your session financially straight away, but you may see that you, you won't know the impact that's having on these people when they're at a party and they're saying, hey, I'm doing this fun boot camp. Or I'm doing this PT with this person. And, you know, they end up becoming your best advertisers. So not all followers will pay but then word of mouth could be your best advertising and that is free yeah so i don't know there's a double-edged sword and there's all benefits and there's non-benefits um so yeah god let's get into it what what do you feel the best way for a trainer for people out there who have you know like we run boot camps we run now we're doing zooms we do pt sessions a lot of that is face-to-face that is our time um and you know it's quite taxing like You've got to come up with the session. You've got to be there. You've got to have the energy. Um, how do you then go from that, and this is where you are the expert, to now sort of transforming that? And we've talked about our idea. We're testing it out. How do you get that following online? Yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. I, uh, I built that up, and I'm really excited to hear what you've got to say for this. <laughs> so the first thing, and you know this, is... I think consistency and that's always what I recommend to people who are like going to start taking this seriously. It's like you need whatever you're doing to build an audience. Um, don't think of it as a one time sort of thing. It's like, I'll do this and it'll get me a hundred new, new followers or email subscribers or whatever, or yeah. So it's, it's really about small consistent actions over time. So when it comes to building an audience, you need to pick an action that you can do you know, week in, week out, um, daily, even if you prefer to do more frequently, but it needs to be something that you can keep doing. Uh, so I usually, yeah, tell people to pick something really simple, like to start with. Um, the other thing is if it's content production that you're using, so whether that's creating social media posts or, you know, writing things on your own website or sending out emails, uh, the stuff you create at the f- at first is probably not going to be that compelling or that good. So that's the other that's the other place where consistency comes in. You'll start to see, oh, that resonated with people more. Oh, that was shared with people more. Oh, that you know that one got me some emails. You know where people sent me, and you can start seeing through that way and start improving your skills as someone who you know puts things out to the world. And uh, with that hand in hand, it should go with, and we've talked about this before, like doing something that uh, plays into your natural strengths as well. If you're good at talking, if you're good at being on, on camera, or maybe not so much if you're good at being on camera, if you're good at face-to-face interactions, that will translate to being on camera. Uh, no one starting out probably thinks they're good on camera because you know, <laughs> you're nervous and things like that. But I would say if you if you're good with face to face stuff, if however you prefer to sit behind a keyboard a lot of the time, like I can be a bit that way, 
um, then it might be like writing or something else like that. Uh, so thinking about your medium too. So I know I haven't said specifics and that's because what I'm trying to paint a picture of is that this is something that needs to work for you when it comes to building an audience. There's a lot of people out there who'll be like, use these like 10 yeah. steps to to get, you know, a, a 10,000 extra followers or things like that. Um, I can tell you, you will fail very quickly because as soon as you start doing those steps, you'll be like, oh, this isn't for me. This yeah. isn't for me. I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not. You know, so it's much better to find what works for you and to experiment with that. Uh, look at what you're already doing and just try and make it a way to make it consistent. That would be my first piece of advice. Mm, I, I like that too. And it really goes back to what we spoke about last week, mate. Testing, you know, testing ideas, yeah. testing different avenues of posting or sharing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and my big advice with this is, if you don't enjoy doing it, then you're not going to be, you're not going to keep it up consistently because you're going to keep putting it off, putting it off. So find something that you actually enjoy doing, that you actually enjoy sharing and mm -hmm. find a way to make that consistent. And then the people will start following you because you'll find, you'll start attracting the tribe that likes that sort yeah. of style. And I think we're great examples of complete opposites, Kyle, that you are a very good writer. And I know that you put a lot of time into it and you love like writing really good articles and I'll read them and go, wow, that sounds amazing. I, I don't like writing <laughs> articles. Yeah, but it, no, seriously, <laughs> no, it is because you, your writing is really good, but also I know how much time you put into that to get it perfect mm. because you are a perfectionist. So it does probably take you longer to get that out than what it would for me if I would write a paragraph and then underneath I've got a video explaining what I wanted to get out because mm. my typing mm. isn't very good. So I've figured out, I can just get on a camera. I can do one take because I've done so many of them now and I can get it out there. They're completely different. And people would read my one paragraph and thought that is the worst writing ever. But do you know, that's probably not the audience I'm trying to attract because the ones I want to attract are the ones that don't want to read and want to watch a video like myself. Yeah. Whereas Kyle, your audience is different. Do you know what I mean? They really enjoy your articles and it really resonates with them. And that's where you don't go and copy someone. Don't, and, all, and this is what annoys me. Here's my rant coming up, Kyle. I hate all these coaches and people saying, follow this and you'll get this. Like, that is crap. All they're doing is selling a product that you won't use. I'm not going to, I shouldn't say that. Sometimes you may, but a lot of time they're selling a product at a discounted rate and you're like, oh, this will get you this. Like you said, an extra 10,000 followers or whatever. But it works for them. All right. And it's this yeah. one step thing that, Maybe doesn't suit your style. Well, maybe 5% of the time it might. But the thing is, don't copy someone. You've got, it's like with your own product. If you copy someone else, people will see through it. It's not, it's not, you know, authentic. It's not who you are. And in the end, you won't keep doing it because it's hard work and that's not the person you are. So like Kyle, like myself, find your passion and then find a way to deliver that to people so that it provides value to their life. That's probably as simple as I reckon I could make it. Yeah. 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 Good, good tips. <laughs> good tips. Uh, so yeah. And so that makes you think about, we've talked about like building a following. So people who are coming to you to read or listen to what you've got to say. So, and then, you know, we can talk about, actually we're going to talk in an upcoming episode more about like sell, selling to them or launching things to them. 
But in this one, we're talking more about just like attracting people. But the other thing I want to talk about, and this is something I've been thinking about lately, is how you'll see people who have a big following online. But uh, what's the difference between that and their community? Because I've been thinking a lot about communities lately and what uh, what makes them tick, what uh, makes them engage. Because as we've talked about before, my business... I enjoy it the most when it's it's community focused. So I enjoy building a community versus a following. So to me, a community is, you know, everyone's interacting with each other instead of just interacting with me as the person who distributes that stuff. Uh, and there's people online who I want to be part of their community, but there's people online that I also just want to follow and consume their stuff. So, you know, it's again, with people who follow you, you're going to get different types but building, thinking about community, especially when you're getting started building an, an audience and you haven't had any of that ripple effect yet where people start sharing your stuff or anything like that because there's no one following you. That's where you want to start thinking about community because the thing about communities is communities already exist. So without you, even there yet, communities already exist. So that's a way for you to tap into a group of people very quickly and by stepping up and leading that community by saying, hey, here's what I know to be true. Um, if it's, you know, a little bit more than what you know, or if I'm a bit further along in my journey than you, then maybe I can help you take that next couple of steps. And that's a concept that's been around a long time with online marketing that you don't need to be an expert. You just need to know more than someone else. And in fact, when it comes to teaching, you're often the best person to learn. Like, so, you know, if you went, what's that guy's name? Rich Froning, who's like the, one of the fittest men online who the does all the CrossFit the stuff. Yeah. 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 So like, but if I went to him to like say, Hey, I just want to get started like exercising and lose some weight. Like <laughs> he would be right like, person. Oh, he's like thinking back. He's trying to think about like when he started and trying to like empathize with with the, the struggles I'm going through because he's at such a high level now tapping into those like, you know, minuscule quarter of a percent extra bit of performance. The way he's thinking about exercise and training and everything like that is just so different to how someone who's just getting started. Whereas if I was to approach my friend who'd been going to the gym for six months and working with, you know, a group fitness thing and, and seeing some results, that'd be a great person for me to talk to when I want to get started exercising because they still remember what it's like. It's like, how do you, how did you keep going and not just bail after a month? You know, like they, they know they've, that's all fresh for them. So that's just a little, a little plug around being confident enough to start sharing what's going on and being confident enough to see yourself as a leader or, you know, an expert, at least in that, you know, a little bit more than someone else. Mm. Okay. That takes me back to community. So communities already exist online. So a great way to start finding people is to work out where your communities already are hanging out. So you've probably got a good idea in your mind of who your idea is. I hope you've got a good idea of who your idea is going to serve your idea for like product or a service or whatever it was that we talked about a couple episodes ago. So now where are they hanging out online? Um, I know one trainer who in near London, she used Twitter, like a lot of people sort of in that like corporate sort of like tech sort of stuff in around London, they use Twitter. She was able to search like 
her hashtags for her postcode and um, for things like that. And then actually like jump in and respond to people's, you know, questions around like health and fitness and things like that, just in an encouraging way, not being like spent, you know, like Instagram. Oh, this is my pet peeve for emojis, Dale. <laughs> oh no, rant's coming. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, get it going. But you know how like, you know how like you'll post something and then like three people will just post like a response with their emojis. Yeah. Okay. So that's not what you want to do. That's not how you engage with your community. <laughs> that's not how you establish, establish yourself as a leader of community, but instead jumping in and posting thoughtful responses to what people are posting based on your, um, based on the hashtags and things like that you're trying to grow your audiences following with that's a great way to tap into the community that's already out there that's already talking about this stuff in a way that's really helpful and it's a really good way when you're just getting started when you're just trying to get those first few people paying attention to what you have to say um it's a good way to yeah go out instead of waiting for everyone to come to you go out into the community and say oh how can i help these people I like it. I like it. And um, I think with that as well is, and I've always been told this, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And like you just mentioned there, we've mentioned so many different, you know, platforms and ways to tap into a community or different social sharings or different things like that. So don't just, I know a lot of people have built a business on Instagram, you know, and there's like all the influencers and things like that. Mm. Um, They've obviously done that really well on one platform, but my my scary thing is what happens one day if Instagram for some reason stops or do you know what I mean? or or they bring in some regulation or they ban your account for something, anything happens, you've actually mm-hmm. gone from probably running a full-time business and having a really good revenue stream and having a really big impact to having nothing because you've invested all in one area. So my mm-hmm. thing is if, and in particular if you're just starting out, it's a great opportunity to maybe pick three or four different platforms that you can share the similar information and build an audience. And they may be a little bit different audience because I know just for example, go on Facebook, you've probably got, I reckon now an older sort of demographic. So people in, everybody uses it, but I reckon more of an older demographic uses Facebook. So um, Mm -hmm. in in your groups and sharing and things like that, then Mm -hmm. whereas Twitter, Twitter's a bit of everyone and it's got a bit of a mix. Instagram is probably, more is our younger one Um, and then you've got linkedin which is probably more of a professional sort of sharing so i feel that if you share yourself on all those different platforms it will resonate with different people in different ways and you'll build all different types of different following and then you'll figure out on each platform what works better and what doesn't um and yeah it takes a bit of work and there's a little bit involved in it but essentially it's like creating a brand new workout all right, or a different boot camp that you're not just yeah, constantly yeah. doing the same one for the same people all the time. If you're training a primary school group or then you've got a corporate group, you're running different sessions anyway because you know that's what they want. And it's exactly the same with building an audience online. You need to be able to figure out what their demographic is, what they like. And the only way you'll do that is by posting and sharing and being yeah. consistent. And then you just tweak your posts a little bit or you change the language and you build these different followings that, um, do you know what I mean? That can, you, you're just not all, not all eggs are in one basket. And I think that's one thing that, you know, I got told early and uh, it's something that's, yeah, it's been really beneficial for me that um, particularly like even with videos, a lot of us are, you know, trainers now, think about how many workouts you've done and they're recorded. Like if you're using a webinar platform or Zoom 
or Facebook Live or whatever, a lot of those are, are recorded live. And um, I know about seven or eight years ago, I just started posting some videos on YouTube. And now all of a sudden I look at my YouTube and I've, I've got thousands of subscribers on there. And I'm like, wow, that's cool. That could come in handy. But <laughs> yeah. yet, like, you don't always know what's going to happen and just post things in different areas. And, and I don't know, you're the same. You look at different things and after a while, people just grow, grow, grow because wherever you are, they want to try and tap into that and find more of what you're creating because they like yeah. what you have created. So, um, yeah. yeah, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Spread yourself out. But then also don't try and do everything because that's not going to work either. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like again, like coming back to like, what can you do consistently? And if that is just one platform or if it's two platforms to start with, start there and, and you can, you can increase that. And yeah, I really like what you said about, it's just like planning a workout, like make it that kind of non-negotiable thing that you do each week. You don't rock up to a workout with nothing planned. You might sometime, uh, so on the same you thing, Kyle. <laughs> train as a listener yeah. oh, every now and then I do <laughs> sorry to cut you off mate <laughs> that's alright um, yeah but yeah so and in the same way like some weeks it won't happen but yeah if you can set aside some time preferably some the same time each week that you put like half an hour that's all you need to uh, so you might do like you might do 15 minutes to create a post and then you'll spend 15 minutes not randomly scrolling the social media platform but actively going out into the platform looking for members of your community people who are talking about the kind of things that you're trying to help them with so if your idea was to create uh i want to say a retreat but of course you, you can't really do retreats at the moment uh but yeah if you're <laughs> trust me if mate, you're... don't start it it's a shocking business idea at the moment <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh but if your idea um is for like some maybe like a like a 30 day um you know like accountability type thing where they're going to work with you and you're going to help them you know stick to it people especially now at the moment with the fridge you know two meters from their Ooh, desk so close. at the moment yeah <laughs> uh yeah having some sort of accountability check-in thing if you have to check in daily stuff like that uh so say that's your idea well can you go out into and you're targeting um you know maybe like single mums at the moment who are like copying a big time and they're really struggling to find that time for themselves right now so can you go out and find single mums in your community to then like you know offer suggestions or advice um for free that's then going to get them going hey who is this person like i want to check out what they're about um so that's a great way that you can it doesn't feel slimy because you're actually going out and being valuable to those people you know you're giving them value and you're giving them something um, and that's where the, this takes, uh, emotional, you know, labor as well, because you've got to go put yourself in their shoes and offer support versus just like copying and pasting the same thing around the internet. Yeah. So I think that's a really good way to do it. And 15 minutes, you can dive deep for 15 minutes and do that. Um, and then you've got in half an hour a week, you've taken some awesome big active steps towards growing your audience. Mm, great, great idea. I love that one, like you said about, you know, not just scrolling, but actively searching to, you know, help mm. people. It's not it's not trolling them to, oh, yeah, I'm going to recruit this person, this person. It's like, how can I yeah, help yeah. you or help them? Yeah, and yeah. That's, 
that's the big thing you want. You, you're following people that you've been able to help or that your advice and guidance has come in handy for them. It's not people that you've sort of, you know, bullied and made feel bad. Come follow me or follow you. That's, that's yeah, what building an audience. Yeah. I, know, I no. know people know that. And one thing I just want to mention is a lot of people uh, always say, how do you create so many social media posts? And um, for me, I used, and I told, I used to have oh, a graphic yeah. designer. Thanks. I was going to ask. I used to have a graphic designer for years, Kyle. And I think yeah. for about four years and I, I employed him with another person. And like it was quite cheap because it was overseas, but still I'd add it up every month. Anyway, I've got rid of that guy now and I use Canva. And if you haven't, mm. if people haven't checked out Canva, it is incredible. And like, I don't I think, know if you've, I think everyone's on Canva now, but they, maybe not. So, if yeah. <laughs> if they're not, I, I wish I'd have yeah. checked it out earlier. I always heard about it. I thought, oh, I remember trying it, using it once, and I was like, oh, I'm not that quick at it. If you, it's like anything, it's very easy. Use it a lot, and you can whip out yeah. posts that quick. Um, so, I'm probably telling people something they already know. It is probably a light bulb moment for me because I'm saving <laughs> a lot of money by not having a virtual assistant. Um, but. Oh, that that's how you can do it. It's got video platforms. It's got everything, every template you need. So do you do you tend to use the templates or do you create stuff from scratch? Depends depends what it's for. So yeah. um, for all different things, I've got sort of templates I've created now. And uh, I've, found, cool. I've found like the sizing. I've got my logos, my branding on it. I've found a font that I like. Yeah. So it yep. depends what... So for Fitness Game Zone, I've, they're all the same now because I create them very yep. similar or... For um, if I'm doing marketing posts for webinars, they're also yeah. same. Um, and and I find, like we said, with posting a lot, I feel consistency is very important with your social yeah. media posts because each time I do a webinar, people can see that. Do you know what? Oh, that's a webinar post from Dale because I, I post a lot. Um, yeah. Or if it's a video or different things like that. So um, I think it's good. Mm, you, you've set it up properly. I have uh, <laughs> I still like create stuff from scratch every time. Nah, it's not don't. quick. Seriously, I know. I need to. There, I need to go minute, on here and set it up one properly. One minute, and I'll create. Like if I've yeah, got a blog cool. post, one minute, and I've created a really like unreal image, and I'm like, yeah, that okay. is so easy. And then, and it's like anything. It's just repetition. It's like trainers when we train, like organize our first boot camp. It would have taken you ages. I remember that. But yeah, now, yeah. It takes me hardly any time because I know the formula that I use. Bang! It's exactly the same as Canva. The more you use it. The more mm. templates you have, but then also you know your style, and it just becomes so easy to use. So, Cole, there's a there's a challenge for you, mate. I reckon. Yeah. I seriously think one two minutes max it takes me to create a post. Yeah, wow. Done. That's and awesome. It's, it's yeah. so quick and easy, and I'm actually yeah. saving time instead of sending the information to my virtual assistant yeah, explaining yeah. it because, and then I might yeah. have to do revisions. Now I just do it myself, and it's it's actually better than what I was getting before because <laughs> I can see the vision I want. And I don't have to try and describe yeah, it. I can make exactly. it. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. so that it's was cool. that will help you build your following um, with yeah. nice graphics and consistency. And you can brand it so easy. So anyway, there you go. Good tip. And what's the uh, what's the tool before we finish up that you Is it Busy B? Is that the uh, one you use for pushing yeah, so, social media? So I, use, I use Social B and Social B. Yeah, and I should like if I spent more time on that and set that up. I know um, a couple other guys in this group that I like. We we connect every day and talk and stuff. They have got it set up so for the whole year, uh, every AM and every PM, a different post is 
sending out, that might be like a podcast, it might yeah, be like wow. a blog, might be different social posts. And that just yeah, constantly okay. goes out and out and out. So yeah. again, there's that consistency that it might take a bit to set up. Um, so I really only use social B at the moment if I'm running like some webinars or a big online conference, because then I can yeah. schedule the posts for each presenter at all different times over the time leading up. So that way, hopefully okay. it'll hit everyone. So I'm sure if some people follow me and uh, before I was running like the Healthy Midas Positive Vibe Summit, every two and a half hours, there'd be a different post coming out every day, every like for a different presenter. Yeah. And they'd come out every two days for each presenter. And so you can schedule it. And people are like, geez, you're posting a lot. Um, and yeah, I, you actually so don't even scheduled. have to do it. Yeah. yeah. But cool. again, it's exactly like you said, Cole, it, that there is a bit of work in planning it and setting it up and figuring out mm. how it works. But once it is, it just works for you. So yeah, then yeah. I know I know there's so many other ones out there like that. But yeah, I, I've found Social B is one that, you know, I can do one post and it'll send to Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook on all my different pages. You can have 10 counts linked to it. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool if you want to, you know, save a lot of time and have a lot of reach yeah. on you don't actually have to post over the weekend. You can, like, you're sort of working when you're not. Yep. Cool. Anyway, how are we going? Is that awesome. time for? Yeah. Right here, right now. <laughs> Do you want to go? Yeah, I can go first. Have I talked about, I was trying to think, and I don't think I have. Have I talked about the Reddit, the Ready State, this app I'm using? No. Yeah. No? Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I have. Uh, so it's uh, it's created by Kelly Starrett, who is like the co-owner of San Francisco CrossFit, who did this other website called Mobility Wad. Like, it's years ago now. But I used to follow it to get mobility ideas to use in boot camps and um, in my sessions then. Anyway, they've, they've like rebranded as the Ready State. He's, he's like an expert coach. He's worked with all these like Olympic athletes and um, sports teams and stuff like that. Uh, like a physio, uh, I hope I'm saying it right. He talks about osteopathy a lot, but physiotherapy, osteopathy sort of background. And uh, yeah, he's all about like getting movement back into the body so you can get in the right positions so you can work out. And um, I signed up. I think a couple months ago now, maybe. Yeah. And so you, he's got like a daily, you can either like pick, uh, I've got a sore spot here and he's got a bunch of like drills you can do using like, you know, balls and bands and stretches and stuff like that. Or um, you can just go in and they like, they change like the day, the sort of video of the day and you go and just do that. And it's like 10 minutes to half an hour. Um, and I, even if it's half an hour, I just do 10 minutes. <laughs> so, so I use that as a little break in my like work morning where I'm in sitting and I'll go do that. And I'm like feeling so much better in my body. And I've noticed like, you know, so much easier for me to get into the positions I need to. And it's pretty crazy that talking about like that consistency, like from just 10 minutes a day of doing this stuff. Um, yeah, it's crazy how it adds up and how much better I'm feeling like more so than, you know, I've done like yoga and stuff before and all this other, I've never done anything that's been as effective um, as this. So yeah, it's really cool. If you're into mobility, if you're a trainer who does a lot of like weightlifting, like I do, 
and so you get like super stiff and sore and stuff like that um definitely recommend uh checking it out and it's like 15 bucks a month it's like not very expensive and um yeah found it really really helpful nice mate nice and i think uh it's probably that that's a really good model as well if people are you know thinking about an online thing like do you know that's probably done it really yeah, well yeah. that's yeah that's a, it's a really good thing and i think sometimes like and i know when i train people i say oh make sure you stretch and things like that and <laughs> do you know what i mean oh, i forget to stretch too and yeah uh, why well, i love what you just said there that's ideally that's an energy break or a brain break you know that's going back yeah. to school um yeah yeah like and it really is like i think we forget we sit like at the moment we're sitting too much and um we're on yeah. screen time too much break the yeah. day up and stretch um yeah that's cool mate yeah like yeah and it, it's like usually just one part of the body but yeah it's good you'd like it you're talking about brain fm the other day so like yeah they got brain fm playing and it's just ah. him doing it with maybe like a couple other people and you, yeah so you just you play the video and in 10 minutes you're like oh shit that feels excuse me, that feels like way better. Like, oh, I can actually like, I can actually stand up straight now. Or I can like, you know, sit better or I can, yeah, um, it's crazy. And so then it's, as a trainer, I love it as well because I geek out on like the physiology side of things. It's like, oh, that's what's, I didn't realize that that would be like impinging the movement of that part of my body. And so, yeah, I love that too. Hmm, cool. And it's really got two benefits really then, doesn't it? Because you can use that in your sessions when you're running yeah, exactly, clients, yeah. people can, or- yeah. You know, you can use it with your friends, family, but also what it's doing for you. You know, it's yeah. lengthening, strengthening. It's it's really opening your body up and allowing you to move again. So, yeah. cool, mate. Nice. Um, yeah. For me, uh, on my Energetic Radio podcast, I've been chasing a guy for two and a half years called Wayne Swass who played AFL um, and he suffered depression the whole time and anxiety and he never spoke yeah, about right. it. And he was like... One, I think he played nearly 300 games. Anyway, I've got him coming on the podcast on Monday. Um, the episode will be out this Monday and I've already recorded it. And it is extremely powerful. The message is something everyone should listen to, but more so than ever going through what we're all going through, you know, with COVID-19. Um, I just think the message is really powerful. And it was probably one of the, the best interviews I've ever done because he just is so good at what he speaks about now. He speaks to huge corporates on stage about it. And so sitting back, his message, um, I don't think it could come at a better time. So Oz, yeah, cool. I, I think that's there's a couple of things you call. Persistence, I reckon I've emailed his assistant 15 times <laughs> over the last two and a half years. So persistence or annoyance, whatever you want to call it, pays off. Um, but then also to yeah, get him on the show. And yeah, it, it, um, I think sometimes when I have some guests on that I get really excited about and they just don't deliver. And, and yeah, then, yeah. to have a, someone was really, I was nervous and I was excited yeah. for it. And then it, it really did deliver. And he was so really good. It was unreal. So yeah, if, you, if you're free this Monday, um, I think it's episode number 206, Energetic Radio with Wayne Swass. Check it out. Wayne Swass. Very good. Hmm. Thank you. North Melbourne. North Melbourne, there we go. Right? He played North Melbourne for <laughs> the Sydney him. Swans. Lovely left footer guy. Really silky <laughs> midfielder. <laughs> Started in 1988. Yeah, war number two. And from um, and from New Zealand. Yep, yep. So and that's nice. where there you go, New Zealand listeners. I do, yeah. Get yeah, in on go. that. Get in, yep. Um, but yeah, uh, that sounds good. Mm, yeah, just a message I think people will take a lot. Everyone will take something away from it. And I okay. don't always say that with my podcast guests because yeah, some of them just 
are, are good, but this one was, I think, outstanding. And not not me, it's Wayne's message and the impact he's having. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'll uh, link that up in the show notes in Champion. the description. Thanks, great man. Guys, thanks for listening. Awesome. Kyle, as always, it's been a pleasure. Keep stretching, my friend. Yes, you too.